Portrait of a Fangirl is a web series created by Temple of Geek. At the core of the project is the importance of telling the stories of women who have found inspiration, growth, and power through fandom. My name is Jenna. I'm here today with Natalia. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Natalia. I go by O-Natalia, uh, like O-H-N-A-H-T-A-L-I-A on both TikTok and Instagram. I do cosplay. That's what my accounts are for. And I do a bit of everything, part of like several fandoms, I would say. Uh, I really love anime and superhero movies. So those are the main things that I do enjoy cosplaying for. And I've been cosplaying only about two years, so not too long. I kind of got got started on it during quarantine, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty common thing I, I've been noticing with people that during quarantine, we're looking for something fun to do. Yeah, and just seeing people doing it on TikTok was just really, just really amazing to see what people can do, like, at the comfort of their homes. So I was like, if they can do it, so can I. I love that. And that's kind of how it started, yeah. I love, did you have any, any, like, experience with makeup or wig styling, any of that that goes into it? Not at all. Uh, zero experience. So it's been kind of a journey, but so fun. I've loved everything about cosplaying, so... It's just really worked out for me. Are you are you artistic to begin with? Like, do you did you ever consider yourself somebody who could draw? Because I feel like that kind of goes along with being able to do makeup and everything. When I was in high school, I was really into drawing. Uh, I don't think I was very good, but I was very committed to it. So I would try to kind of imitate some of my favorite like comic book artists and like create characters based on like their style. So I really wanted to be good at it, but uh, I wouldn't say I was great at it. And I also didn't go in college, I didn't go into artistic major either. But as soon as I got into cosplay, I really started enjoying that side of things for sure. How are you learning in these two years? How have you learned to do the things that come along with cosplay? Like I said, the makeup, the costuming, all that. How did you learn? I would say trial and error. At the beginning, my makeup wasn't good and my wig styling was really bad and my costumes were not great either. But I just didn't let that stop me. Just practice. So I would do makeup before even thinking about what videos I wanted to do. I would practice doing fun makeup or, yeah, trying to do things I saw other cosplayers do as well. So uh, I would try different makeup styles based on different cosplays I saw online. And tutorials, like a lot of tutorials as well for wig styling and, yeah, doing like realistic wounds and that sort of stuff for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun trying out these things that you... Maybe you didn't think you were necessarily going to excel at or that you would even like to do. I never liked doing makeup ever. <laughs> and now I love it. No, for sure. I totally feel that. I feel like before I started doing cosplay, I had maybe four items of makeup. Yeah, I don't even think I had that. <laughs> and now I have boxes and boxes. It's just been very exciting to try all these things. It is. I think I would just do... I think the extent of my makeup was like brown eyeshadow on my eyelid. Like I didn't even know that you could have different makeup for the different eye shapes. And it's, it's very, there's a lot more than you realize when you start getting involved in it. No, for sure. And it's hard to see what works for you because I tried so many things that work really well for other people with other shapes. And a lot of them didn't work. So I was like, what am I doing wrong? But it's really just kind of trying to see what works for you. Yes. Like you said earlier, it's it's a lot of trial and error. And I think that's important to remember if you're somebody who's either new at it or you're a little frustrated with your skills. It's all a learning experience. 
No, for sure. So you said that you really like comic book artists and you tried to kind of, you know, um, emulate what they've done. Uh, was that kind of the first thing that brought you into fandom? Was it comics? Was it uh, TV? What was it that really brought you into fandom? I would say, yes. Yeah, so I Marvel movies is probably one of the first things I was really into and like obsessed about. And then it's like I wanted more content. So I watched all the movies and since there weren't any more movies, I needed more. So I got into comic books and just from there just kind of joining the community and talking to people about it and just putting you know silly theories out there and headcanons and you know back in the tumblr age that's kind of probably one of the first bigger fandoms i joined i was also really into harry potter and like twilight when i was in middle school even earlier on but what about you yeah i mean same too i i harry potter was probably I'm a little I'm a little older than you so Harry Potter came out when I was actually growing up like I was I think I was like 12 or something when the first one came out so with the book the book I mean not even the movie (laughs) Uh, so looking back that was probably like first fandom and I love Marvel too so I love when I see your stuff on TikTok because it reminds me oh I really do love Marvel too I love I love all of it it's so much fun to see so what are some of your favorite Marvel pieces? So for for the movies, I really enjoyed the first Avengers movie. I still rewatch it all the time. It's just really it was just really exciting seeing it come together, just seeing all these individual movies that were building up to something bigger and then finally seeing that bigger piece with all the characters that you loved. That was the first thing that really of its kind that really did that. It was just really exciting. It just kept kept you guessing and seeing what's going to happen next because you knew even though the movies weren't like totally related to each other then eventually things will come together too right it's very intricate storytelling and i really do think that cosplay even though you're using sounds that are already you know on the system or whatever it is still it's storytelling at its heart and that's also something else like even after you watch the movies or you get all the content so like with anime you'll watch the anime and then maybe you read the manga if you need more content you can always go back to tiktok and seeing you know, headcanons that people have or just kind of just sharing their takes on different characters. It's so exciting. Yeah, these different communities really do create a sense of camaraderie almost. So what fandoms have you felt that have impacted you? More recently, I've gotten into anime. I actually got into anime after I graduated college. So, But I think it's, it's something that's made me see different cultures too, just because, you know, we're not as exposed to like Japanese culture here in the US, but then just being able to, you know, see anime and see how they how they show their media. It's just been very interesting. I think it's impacted my life quite a bit, just being able to share something that was created like very far from here. <laughs> and I have to say, I, I really do agree because I was thinking about this earlier. I think that all my mutuals kind of came up through the Jujutsu Kaisen fandom, which is kind of like... It's kind of cool when you think about it. Like one piece of media can unite a lot of people. And it's like people of all ages, a lot of different people like anime. And it's it's nice to have something in common for sure. Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit when you said you're able to see different cultures that you wouldn't necessarily see here. But what do you think about being parts of different fandom really inspire you as a creator we kind of build up on each other you know like if it's just you you can come up with some ideas but there's really not enough to create like all these different type of videos that we do like duets on tiktok are one of my favorite things just being able to interact with someone else while doing cosplay 
it's so amazing to be able to build even more. Like it's not just you, but you can build off each other and just learn from each other. And there's so many headcanons that I never even thought that I've heard other people say them. And I'm like, that's amazing. I love that. And now I accept that as well. Right. It becomes part of the actual canon to you. Like I can't think of the piece now without <laughs> without incorporating that. It's fact. It's just fact now. No, for sure. Sometimes I even forget some things are not canon because they're just very well accepted within like a fandom. It's and true. You're so correct on that. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm not even sure. I'm like, that's canon. And then I cannot find a reference in the real piece of media that actually shows that. And I'm like, maybe it's not canon. Maybe I, I just really like this headcanon and <laughs> it stuck yeah. with me. Yep. <laughs> see, I, I have that, like, see that to an extent too. Like I enjoy writing. Writing was probably always my first source of creation. I love, I'm a writer at my heart. And I was writing a fic recently, like it was Jujutsu Kaisen related, and the running gag in it was that Gojo called Megami Megs. And now I forget that that's not actually something that actually happened in the show. And I'm like, I'll be like texting someone about Jujutsu Kaisen. And I'm like, oh, you know, Megs. Wait, no, nobody wants, it's not Megs. Nobody calls him that but you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, been there for sure. (laughs) It's canon now in my universe. (laughs) Yeah. It's like these pieces of media are like so prevalent in our lives now. Even if other people around us are not like talking about them, I think about them all the time. Like silly things happen at work or when I'm grocery shopping and I'm like, I'll think of a specific piece of media and I'm like, oh my God, it's so, so, so like this character or so like this episode. And I don't know, it just, it's like fun all the time. Like not even, it's not only when you're watching the show or reading the book, it's like, it's part of your life now. And that's, that's pretty awesome. I think it's really awesome. I agree. It does. It brings a new kind of dimension kind of into your life. It's a lot of fun. I really like what you said about TikTok and being cosplayer and how you're able to interact with these duets. And I think that you're probably one of the creators that I do see who loves to do duets and I love it too. So I get so excited whenever I see like you make a duet or something that I can duet because it's really great to be able to share creativity with people and bond that way. I totally agree. I I think duets are so fun. It's just kind of interacting with someone that even if you don't know them, you know, you have that in common and it it, it makes you feel like you know them a little bit, even if maybe you don't know their real name. You've never even met them in real life. I still consider all my mutuals friends. Like if they were ever in town, I'm like, Yes, let's hang out. I, I I do not know you, but the vibes are there, you know? <laughs> I always say that too. I If when I kind of become friends with someone outside of the internet, quote unquote, I'm like, I can't, I can't describe why I'm cool with trusting you, but I am. We're just good to go. <laughs> it's the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It, it really allows us like, you're... Like, for instance, you're across the country from me right now. And I think it's so cool that we're able to sit here face to face and have a conversation about this. I think you get to meet a lot of people through cosplay. And I think the cosplay community is usually like pretty great about just being friendly and like just enjoying the pieces of media we enjoy. I was going to actually ask you, do you have you gone to cons? Do you have you ever done the conventions? Yeah, I've gone not too many, but maybe like five or six cons. 
And I think it's just so awesome. I think my friends that don't do cosplay do not understand because I'll just go to con over con over con and they're like, how do you do it? How do you, you know, do three days full costume and then you repeat the same thing in a month? Like, how do you not get bored? And I'm like, it's just community, you know, like you get to share you know, what you worked on or like the character you're passionate about with other people. Um, even if you only interact with other people, like for a second and they're like, I love your costume or, oh, that character is so funny. It just totally makes my day. It's just like, I love this piece of media too. And I'm glad other people love it too. Yes, it's so true. I was just at a con a few weeks ago and even somebody would just walk past and be like, oh, I like that. Oh yeah, hi, I like it too. And it's just, it just kind of brings you together, you know? I would go to con every weekend if I could. <laughs> oh yeah, it's exhausting. It is, but it's like the best type of exhausting where, you know, your feet hurt and you're tired, but you're like, I'm still gonna, gonna get up early the next morning and do it all over again. No, for sure. It is super exhausting. So I do get it when people don't understand because it is tiring, but it, It's just how, how we show that we love the fandoms we love. And it's nice to like show our work. Like when we work a lot on like our makeup or like our cosplay, it's nice to finally be out there and be wearing it and just be proud of what we made. So Right, it is. It really is an art form in and of itself. And whether or not like you consider yourself good at, at a po part of cosplaying or you're a novice, I feel like there's a lot of support among people who are just fans in general, even if they're not necessarily people who are cosplaying, you know, there's just a lot of support for cosplayers. And it's funny because before being part of the cosplay community, it's like you never noticed this, right? Like I never saw, or I, maybe I saw them and I just didn't think anything of it, but I never saw cosplayers out and about, or I never saw tutorials for different cosplay things. But like, as soon as you're part of the community, it's all these resources and all these very fun things that you can do. So I think it's funny. It's like its own little world. Right. And people are, I feel like people are very eager to help each other when you're like making things or you need tips. Like I don't have any hesitance in reaching out to somebody that maybe I have never really talked to, but just to be like, hey, can you maybe let me know how you did this certain design? And people like are very helpful. I think we're all here trying to get better at, you know, different things related to cosplay. So, yeah, I've never felt like I couldn't ask uh, for sure. I Every time I've asked, uh, the cosplayers have, you know, reached out back to me and helped me in any way. It's such an awesome, so it's awesome sense of connection among people. And especially, like you had said earlier, you got involved um, during quarantine. I feel like that was a part of our lives when we were like aching for some sort of human interaction. <laughs> quarantine was rough, but I got to do so much cosplay during quarantine. And that was so fun. Just, just being able to learn all these things that I, I hadn't experienced before. Yeah. And just see so many people having fun doing the same thing too. It just, I never felt alone during quarantine for sure. <laughs> that's, that's great because it, it, was a rough time for a lot of people and it just does go to show you that you know we are all interconnected with the way technology is today and it helps it does help you find a, a place when you maybe feel like you don't have one no I totally agree what do you think being a part of the larger cosplay community has done for your life in general I honestly think it's like showed me 
a part of myself that I had never really realized was there. Just like with makeup and doing crafts and making a design work, like, you know, all these fictional characters have like crazy designs that sometimes like that cannot come to life. So just kind of being able to think how they would be in real life. I never realized I was into that. Like I was really bad at crafts in high school and middle school. And I, I was like, yeah, I cannot sew or yeah, I could, I could never make that happen. So it's really shown me that I do really enjoy being creative that way. And it's a great outlet. Creating things is such a great outlet for just your mind in general, just keeping your, keeping your hands moving, keeping your mind going. It's just, yeah, you don't have to be the best. No, for sure. I totally agree. And it's something that anyone can do. Even, you know, you got to make it work with the skills you have. And some people are better at some things than others. So it's really not about who's the best crafter or who's the best sewer. It's just kind of making it work with what you have. What do you think when you hear the term fangirl? What's your initial reaction? I think it brings me a lot of joy to think of the term fangirl. I think I'm a fangirl. Whenever I hear that term, I just think of someone being super excited about something and just kind of not being ashamed to show it or not being embarrassed to show or to talk about it. Yeah, no, I think being a fangirl is great. And I know some people might not say it in like a positive way, but I, I really think it's wonderful. It shows that you are really passionate about something. I do think it could be used in almost like, um, I don't want to say like derogatory, but like, you know, like, like putting someone down, I feel like people be like, Oh, what a fangirl, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it, but I know how I feel. (laughs) No, for sure. Some people definitely use it that way. Uh, Like it's a negative thing. Like you should be embarrassed of yourself for showing how much excitement something brings you, which is dumb. Like no one should be embarrassed for showing how much they enjoy something. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, I actually had this conversation with somebody and they were saying, and it sticks in my head because she said, you know, when you think about it, people who are sports fans are essentially cosplaying sports. Like they wear all the, all of the logos and the teams. I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> They're fangirls. <laughs> and no one calls them fanboys or fangirls if they enjoy sports. So, But it's essentially the same idea when you really do break it down. It's, you know, having passion for something. Well, in high school, I didn't like the terms like nerdy or geeky. I was like, no, I like it. But like, it's, it's normal, you know, like, it's not, it's not meant to be weird. But now I really embrace those terms, just because they were meant to be something ugly. Like, I don't care that it was meant to be something ugly. I do enjoy comic books. And I do enjoy anime. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not ashamed of that. So like, you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> I like, and I like how you, you know, you have in common where you said you got into anime and manga after college, and, and so did I. And I think that um, looking back, I always, even when I first was going to watch my first anime, I was like, really? I don't know if I want to watch. Like, you know, it's <laughs> it's anime. It's like it's like, ugh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this stigma related to this pieces of media that shouldn't really exist. It doesn't make sense. No, it's silly. It really is silly. It's hard to imagine that there was a time in my life where I didn't watch anime. I didn't experience this growing up. And I, I honestly feel like I missed out. Like Sailor Moon. Now I think about Sailor Moon and I'm like, I could have been watching this when I was like a teenager. And this would have been so awesome for me. You know, it just never happened. So Right, and it was probably at like a height of its popularity I would like at that time think of it it was really 
depending on how long ago it was, so popular. And it's still so popular. You're still able to enjoy these things that were around in your childhood. Yeah. At least, yeah, it's like now I'm living my childhood dreams. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I always think that with with Pokemon, except Pokemon's been around, you know, what, like 25 years or something crazy like that? Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, you could love it then and you can love it now. What would you tell people out there who want to get involved with cosplay or anything that they're passionate about, but that they're nervous. They're too nervous to do so. The cosplay community is so great. They should just try and reach out. Like just reach out to some people that create content related to what they want to do and get advice. And to not be ashamed. I don't think there's anything shameful about trying a new thing, especially if it's just like showing love for something you love. So just kind of put yourself out there. And even if you start small, like no one's expecting a new cosplayer to start with like this amazing crafted dress, like, or making something from scratch. Like just start with the things that you have in your closet or the makeup you have in your bathroom. Let yourself learn. It's really trial and error, even for people that have been doing it for years. So try not to be afraid. Just even if you're afraid, do it anyways, because it's really fun. Uh, Yes, I love that. If you're afraid, do it anyway, because it's fun. That is a great a great message to get out there. And I think I you don't have to sew if you don't want to. You can be a cosplayer, like you said, with things in your closet or with a piece that you pick up in the store. You don't have to create from scratch like somebody else does. Do what you do want to do. No, exactly, for sure. And all the pieces are very fun. Like, even if you just do makeup, that's really fun. Or even if you just put something together from your closet. Or even if you just buy a costume and then make videos on with your costume. Like, all those things are fun. So just enjoy whatever... Whatever makes you the happiest. Yes, I completely agree. I think that that's a great note to leave us on. And thank you so much, Natalia, for talking with us today. Do you want to give your handles one more time for social media? So my Instagram is O-H-N-A-H-T-A-L-I-A. And that's the same handle for my TikTok. Happy to help. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me. It really has been so wonderful. It was very nice talking to you too. If you're ever ever in Salt Lake City, hit me up. (laughs) So this is going to wrap up the episode of Portrait of a Fangirl podcast. We want to thank everyone who tuned in today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Instagram by using the handle Portrait of a Fangirl or anywhere else on social media as Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com where you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. 